British strongman diddle oh I forgot to do the diddle diddle dum dum British strongman podcast. Hello Shane, how do you do? So tonight we are going to cover stone loading and just give like a, a, a as good as you can get coaching without seeing any videos. Um, and we're going to talk about Atlas Stone 101, so we can use this as a resource that we can send people to 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 um, to, to to learn how to get better at Atlas Stones. So Shane, you get the ball rolling. Just talk. So just tell us something. Give us something valuable about about Atlas Stones. What are your what are the what are the two big What's the biggest area you see with Atlas Stones lifted with people? You see people on Instagram or whatever, and they do Atlas Stones and making a meal of it. What do you What do you see? Well, the biggest error, hmm. probably, I would say, the biggest error is when they lap it, not rolling it far enough in, so that when it when they hit their extension, yeah, they're able to transfer power straight away, and it like either slips down the t-shirt or it slips down too low in the hip. And then when they extend, they're not able to get the height they need because the stone's a little bit too low. So that's probably the, the biggest error I see. Most people, there are a lot of errors you can make lapping it. Yeah. Most people that are somewhat experienced figure them out and they lap it okay. Yeah. And they, okay. they don't get the extension. So we're, we're, assu we're assuming we're talking to people who can, they can you, you know how to look stones like you're using you're using tacky you understand why you use tacky because you're using a semi-challenging load that you need to use tacky to to actually help your lap so assuming that you're you're at kind of that level like we're, that's what we're pitching at so so Shane's saying make sure that you're not just lapping to like your knee and you're actually lapping it in the hip and you're keeping it almost like thinking about squeezing it into your torso or your hip or wherever it, wherever it connects. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there just needs to be some, there needs to be a contact point, doesn't there? Because when you extend with the stone, that, that little piece of the stone, that little circle of the stone that is contacting you, that's where it's going to try and stay. That's where you've got to try and squeeze in and keep it in. Yeah. Yeah, I think. If, if you're only just like, if you're just like touching yourself a little bit, it's going to slip or it's going to, but, but when, it, when it slips, your belly be sticking out further so it'll land on your belly and it'll it'll end up still still going up but you might not get the height required and oftentimes that's when people you see they're in extreme hyperextension yeah on the tiptoes really good but the stone's not very high <laughs> because it slipped too low in, in the hip yeah cool so I'll add to that and um, I suppose I, what, what we can do if you, if, if you like, um, say a big guy with like, say you've got a bit of like um, carrying a bit, bit of body fat on your torso, <coughs> the technique's going to be slightly different to say somebody who's leaner who doesn't have like, basically if you, if your tummy sticks out more than your chest, so I'm not taking the piss out of anybody because it's it, obviously it's common in strong man or whatever in strong woman. If your tummy sticks out out from your chest, further than your chest, what you can actually do is, as most of us know, whether you do it consciously or not, is like when you when you sink down to lap the stone, 
what the stone can do is, is that that bit of uh, your, your torso that's protruding, i.e. the tummy, like that that contact circle that Shane mentioned, we can get we can use it as a shelf, and you can really kind of really focus on squeezing with the. I like I like thinking of like squeezing with the lats to keep the keep your um, basically pulling the stone into that kind of contact point, and then you'll you'll find that if your tummy sticks out more than your more than your chest, that you'll probably have an easier time holding the holding the stone relatively higher on your torso than somebody who has um, who's chest sticks out more than the tummy for instance i.e like say lighter athletes like say maybe under 80s under 90s or whatever some 105s um do you understand what i'm getting at shane yeah yeah 100 um so 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 someone was um a lad was messaging me the other week um about stone technique and he was pointing out that i should try and have it higher on my chest uh, but this this guy's like a, he, I can't remember what he said. Whether he's about one thirty kilos or something like that, one twenty, one thirty, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. But basically, he's a different body body type to me. And he he the stone sits on his on his torso really nicely. And like I don't think he could empathise with me the fact that I can't do that because it'll just it'll just slide down. So you've got a couple of options here as a lightweight athlete. Or basically, just imagine if your torso, your tummy, doesn't come out as much as your chest. So, an option that you can do, which I find in my experience works really well for light to moderate stones and stones where you have to reach high, uh, is using like um, using like a belt, uh, similar to like how I'd recommend people use log cleans, use a belt to do log cleans. Um, and just using the belt with a, a tiny bit of a loop or something protruding. Um, you see some people, they'll put like a knee sleeve in it. I think um, if you're some Rhiannon doing a, uh, Rhiannon Lovewise doing a stone loading recently, she's uses a knee sleeve to seemingly help that kind of belt protrude a little bit. So it acts like a, a shelf in a similar way to what a person with a bigger, Bigger, um, the tummy coming out more than the chest would, would, would work, if that makes sense. Um, so, if you've got this kind of shelf mechanism, like don't don't get confused. Trying to, what a lot of people do with the the shelf thing, what they're trying to do, they they get confused and they try and lift the object either if they're doing a log clean or like a stone, and like kind of put it on the belt. Whereas we're not trying to do that. We're trying to what you're trying to do is lap it just in the same way. And just just sink down into the kind of squat or sinking your hips or whatever, getting underneath the stone when you lap it, and then when you squeeze with your upper body to squeeze the the lot the the stone into your into your torso, when you come to stand up, if that belt's positioned right, the belt will act as like a braking mechanism that'll stop the um, stone sliding down. So basically, using that. I think it's really, really successful with like light to moderate stones, maybe like 50 to 90% of your max stone. I think it works really, really well. Um, 
and it just gives you that extra couple of inches in terms of height. So if you're somebody who, like say, we'll talk about triple extension and stuff and loading to height in a minute, but if you're somebody who, you see, you see a lot of guys who are quite tall, like say, say people who are like 6'1", 6'2", 6'4", or whatever. And realistically, these guys, if they load into like a 48-inch platform, they don't actually have to spend loads of time drilling like a fucking great triple extension technique because because actually where the, when they get to the, they're getting the stone to enough height without actually hitting full extension so yeah. so so they might they might not need to w- worry too much about this um but, but the 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 lighter guys that are often like say say 80 90s guys or 63 girls that are often like shorter like 48 inches might seem relatively high of which we have to well, make the way up there that 48 inch load is high but uh, <laughs> it's high that in that 48 inch yeah well it, so so you need to make sure that <clears throat> like say if you're i don't know like say your height for instance shane whatever you are um five ten like if you if you're doing like say a a one I don't know, like a 120, 140 stone or whatever, and you just just stand up, and you're loading to say 54 inches or whatever, that's a common height, like you cannot just rely on standing up and front squatting the weight, the stone up, because you'll get caught in that position that you described before where your back's hyperextended, your arch back, and you're just like, oh, I'm not tall enough, I'm too short. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Whereas the way that you use your technique now is like you hit that full triple extension, the stone's still floating up, and you, you hit that point where that stone goes high on your chest where it's weightless, and then you push push it up. Um, so yeah, what basically what I'm saying is that, that the belt can be a can be a great a great tool, but the limitation with the belt. And by the way, tra- um, for the listeners. Try the belt, if you try like your, your deadlift belt or your powerlifting belt or whatever you use, you might find that um, you, wear, you wear your belt to use this little trick that I'm kind of suggesting. You might, you might find that, fuck me, it just feels really uncomfortable. It's uh, nipping my skin. You found that at first, didn't you, Shane, with your belt? Yeah. I'm a bit... You know, with, with stones, it's... Uh... Tends to, I don't know. I'm a log. I don't like all that stuff. Yeah, just like a belt. I don't like a knee sleeve, or I used to, but I think our technique was just shit back then. But on the stone, I just I, I would prefer to just use my lever belt. But yeah. I just it just nips every it just nips every time, and it becomes the pain ruins the session. So I may as well may as well stick the underbelt on, and then I can just do the reps and learn the technique without all the, the hassle of. When you get that bruise there as well, it's yeah. a nightmare because it's it's there for a week and when you try and log or whatever, it's yeah, just and it comes, yeah, and it just distracts you, doesn't it? And it's like superficial, but it just fucking puts you off, doesn't it? So the solution to that is wearing an underbelt and then having like if obviously if you can afford it, you could probably pick up one second hand. Um, but getting like some kind of belt that you'd use just for stones, if you will, because um that's probably gonna be a size bigger than you'd usually wear if you're going to use it without the underbelt, if you will. 
and that you can almost leave like a little bit of a loop or whatever. So obviously if you, you wear your soft belt, Shane, and then you go to put your lever belt on top of the soft belt, it's just going to feel too tight, isn't it? Without fannying about fucking adjusting it and moving it out. So what I'm saying is that if you, if the listeners could get their hands on a sl- or b- try it, borrow, borrow a mate, slightly bigger belt or whatever, and just, just try it with a l- little whoop or something protruding and just see if it, see if it helps you at all acting like a brake mechanism when you, cause it, it, it really pains me when I see people, um, basically extending with the stone and then the fighting against it fucking slipping down and the waste, the sick, they're using all the energy into stopping the stone slipping. When in my opinion, we should be using all of your energy into extending. And I think if the positioning of the stone is, is, is good, which is a skill thing, then you can, you should be failing. We should be failing because you're just not strong enough to extend with it rather than the stone slipping. And this is a kind of thing that, that I've learned kind of the hard way with myself. Um, I got to a point where like say 140, 150, say 140 stone was feeling really, really, really easy with my belt technique. But then I was going to 160 and it was feeling great to lap. And then I was going to extend and it was just sliding down my belt and my belt wasn't, I don't know whether it was because the stone was slightly bigger or whatever, but like the, the belt wasn't working as a break. So I was going to extend up and I, and I couldn't because the stone was slipping in my lap. So what I've actually gone to for heavier stones, but you're sacrificing the, the kind of couple of inches height you're getting from the belt is actually what I'm doing now is using my hip as the contact point rather than trying to hold it high and heavy stones feel so much better. Um, but you, so basically what I'm doing is imagine I'm, I'm lapping a, say whatever, say the 160 stone and I'm using my, I'm actually using my belt, but if I use my belt, I'll use my belt back to front now. So actually it does slide down into, well, it doesn't slide down because I'm actually positioning it in my hip. So I'm actually positioning it in my hip and imagine when I've lapped it, when I'm about to extend, that the key that I'm thinking of is like basically squeeze the stone, basically squeeze the stone into my cock. That's what I'm thinking of. And uh, so give that give that a go. If give that a go, if you if you, if you guys listening are having a problem when you're extending the stone sliding down, it might not feel too heavy, but the the stone sliding the stone sliding down. Just have a think before you extend. Squeeze the try and crush uh, crush your cock with the stone, and then extend. And then what you what what a lot of you will find is that actually as you go to extend, yeah, you're sacrificing a little bit of height, but you're not fighting against the stone sliding down because it's already in the lowest position that it wants to be in. Does that make sense, Shay? Yeah, a little bit. Well, I I understand what you mean. I've just never done it. Yeah. And I can visualize it. I understand what you mean. This is like, say, you're almost ending in that position. You're almost putting yourself in the position that I was talking about at the start where it slips for people. Um, so, so they're doing the light. Uh, my, my scenario was they're doing the lighter stone. They're yep. placing it high and it's slipping low. So they're limiting that um, extension height. But you're purposely putting it there because you can generate more force, but you can't get the height. 
So I, I, I understand it, yeah. But this is the thing. You can't, you can't, if your technique is good and you extend fully and you rely on full extension, whatever, blah, 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 you can get the, you can get the height, like um, starting in that low hip position. But your technique needs to be better. You can't just stand up and expect it to be high enough, if you will. Like basically you're sacrificing a couple of inches, but actually you can load to just as high, if not higher, um, because you're actually in a better starting position that's, that's easier to maintain, if you will. So you can put more energy into standing up with the extension rather than trying to squeeze it onto the belt because it's a piece of cake to keep, keep in that position. So, that, that so was, why don't you do all your stones like that then? Um, to be honest, mate, I, pr- I, um, I, will, I will probably will do from now on. Apart from the fact, apart from if I'm doing like a moderate weight stone run, I might use the belt, belt, belt trick because you're just getting that. Because basically, if you if, if, say I was doing a stone run from, uh, say my max stone's 160 at the minute, um, and I was doing a stone run like at BNSF, for instance, that's like 90, 100, 110, 120, 130, like the first ones to like a 70-inch platform or whatever, like I might do that with my, with, with my belt because I know that I'm getting that free couple of inches height that's just dead easy. It's going to catch this, the size of the stone's going to catch on the belt dead easy. And I can load the 130 easily like that at the end of the run. So it's maybe just making that first one a little bit easier. Um, and it's not too heavy at the end of the run to, to, uh, to not to, to, to slide down, if that makes sense. Um, but if I was doing like, say, um, say, say I was going to do, I'd entered a comp that's the same day as Brits actually, but was it, I was going to do the uh, Preston's uh, Strongest Man that have still got places, by the way, uh, guys. So where. Uh, get in contact with chaos and um, 17th of January, they've got a load of different categories or whatever, but I'd entered the opens category there. And then I was going to, it was going to be 160 uh, for reps. And if I was doing the 160 for reps, aiming for one or two or whatever, like I would use the low hit position hundred percent because if I tried to squeeze the 160 and keep it on top of my belt, it would just slide down and that would kill all my energy. So what I'd be focusing on would be uh, loading from the hip and focusing on that, that extension and uh, making sure I'm extending fully, if that makes sense. You're baffling me here though, because yeah. you, st- you think this technique, you can get higher and easier than the other one. So why, why would you do the lighter stone run on your belt when you could have it? You said you make the first stone easier, yeah, but then... Surely that's the one that you want to give the least priority to. Well, I'm, I'm talking. I'm just painting a scenario. This BNSF stone run, where the first one's like ridiculously high. That's the, basically the hardest bit of the stone run for everybody at the, who does the BNSF at FSI gym. Is like getting that first fucking stone on that's like 69 inches or whatever. Um. So that. So just making that easier, making that as a banker. And like the rest of the, the stone run gets easier as you go along, to be honest. Right. Uh, because it goes from like, you know what my gym, the high platform, Shane? Yeah, yeah. Like five inches higher than that, basically. Oh, right. Okay. So like when you put the blocks on. Yeah. Yeah. But, but a block and a, a block and a bit more, to be honest. 
Um, so, right. so, so it's all about that first one. So if you can make that first one a piece of piss, uh, then that's how it works. But that's just a that's just an, a scenario. Most of the time, I'll just be using the low hip position for me as a, like. So will you be training that now? When you do stones, you'll be turning your belt backwards, not creating a loop, and you'll be pulling into your hips. So what I'm trying to say is, yeah. just for the listeners that are listening, you, we're just we're a bit contradictory there with what we said. That's all I'm trying to get at. Well, I, I, should we just should we we just told them two different stone techniques, and then said the second one is better than the first one, apart from on a high stone. So what I'm trying to say is, what should they be practicing? Both and then decide themselves, this is a thing, this is a, like, I, I don't see it as contradictory. I, I just see it as pa painting, it, that basically there's, there's so many different techniques that we can use, and they're both, like, when we should use them is, um, like, d depends on the scenario, and it depends whether, there's so many different variables, like the heights of people or whatever, like, uh, getting the extra couple of inches on the belt will be will be really priceless for some for like somebody who's like five six five seven loading to high platform. But telling a um, somebody who's six foot six to do this when he's loading to forty eight inches, he, he might as well just fucking load from the hip, like all the way through. Um, so so my, my only thing with it is when when we tell people I don't I don't do the loopy belt thing. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I know you, you teach it and do it and stuff, but to me, well, the way I see it there is, you've done the loopy belt thing, and yeah. now you're trying to load 160, and your belt can't hold it. Yeah. So the limiting factor there is the strength of your belt, which I don't think should ever come into to play. Well, that's just my view on it. But Yeah, but that, this, is, this, is going, this is going into fucking uh, philosophy and ethics and stuff. I'm just... Laying it out there, we can get more points. You know, I'm safe. trying to get people as strong as possible. Yeah. I think we should practice the one that they can do without yeah. the belt loop, like you were saying, the one in the hip. Yeah. Or get strong enough to squeeze the 160 stone in. Yeah. So that the belt doesn't break. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just chatting now. I know this is supposed to be a podcast and stuff, but I'm just chatting to you. I don't know. But my, my, my point is, like, we, we both, we've both made valid points there that are maybe slightly slightly different angles or whatever. But like we, like we say all the time, mate, like, we, we put this information out there and we encourage people, we encourage our athletes that we coach, we encourage people who listen to this to, like, fucking create your own philosophy. Like me and you train fucking very differently, don't we? And we're both. Yeah, there's no, there's no rules. That's the great thing about. That's the thing. Like go and like, stop, like don't rely on us to tell us, to like tell you exactly fucking how to do stuff. Like we'll, we'll paint these different scenarios. You go, you go and try and see, see what feels good. Like the, another thing, mate, is like skill acquisition. Like, some people will find like just squeezing into the hip and driving up just easier to learn. Like, and oh, where do I put my belt? Where do I put like? So it, yeah. it depends. Like, fucking try it and then think. Fuck me, like the the belt thing just didn't like found it really off putting. And then uh, squeeze into my hip. Oh my god, it felt ace. Like, go and go and try and let us know how you get on and see what you think. Uh, an example of this, Shane, was when. Um, Flash came up recently, right? And he did, and he was doing stone loading. 
I think he was doing 140 or 150 or whatever. Did 140 and it was like, fuck me, it looked like he could have done 10 reps. Like it's crazy how strong he looked doing it. And then he went to 150, I think it was 150. I think it was 150 and he failed it. Um, and I could see his error straight away. And what, what he was doing was he failed it, like lapped it like nothing. It looked like he could have lapped 200 kilos. Um, but I could see what, what he was doing was he, he, was hold, he holds all the stones high on his chest, right? Because obviously that's the thing people always say to short people or whatever, like try and hold, hold it high or whatever. Um, and then you're not, you don't have to lift it, whatever. Um, but you could see that he was, because he's so strong, he was, he was like, hold, like holding it on his chest for like fucking 130, 120, 140. And then when it got to 150, he wasn't strong enough for that stone to hold it so high. So then he was driving up and the stone was slipping down and he was failing. Yeah, that's a pet hate of my life. I really don't think it's sufficient to put it on your chest. Unless it's light and you're trying to cob it well, high, I think it... Exactly. Oh. This, is exactly what, this is exactly what we've just said. Like, yeah, you can hold it high, like on your chest or whatever, or if you use the belt technique. But I'm saying that that actually go, go, going, going heavier. That Yeah, but I don't think the belt technique puts it on the chest. Because I use my belt as a guide, mm. but it's not on my chest. It's on my like belly button. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, sternum-ish or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, and I can create the hip extension there. When it's, when it's like on your chest, it's like your T-spine is trying to extend, not your hips. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the hips get through, but their upper back's like, cause the stone's like so high. You know what I mean? It's uh yeah, I can picture flash doing it. Cause I've meant, I've meant to say to flash about that ages ago, but you don't do stones often enough for me to, ever, to, to remember it. But I can picture what you're saying. Perfectly. Cause he looks like, it looks like a bear hug that he's holding at his sternum and then like a giant front squat up. Yeah. Rather than driving, it, driving his hips into it. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah. That's what I, I was meant to start to flash for so long, but he doesn't train, he doesn't have stones, does he? So he only. Stones there, we're in flash barn, ain't he? Yeah, he's just got them now, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I said, I said to him to, pra to practice after he'd done that. I said, I said right, we'll go away and, that, and like have a go at this like hip technique. And I pointed it, pointed it out to it. And like the reservations I had about, like, say, can you load to height? Like I'm, I did one one fifty to fifty five inches the other day. You know the middle platform at the gym. Yeah, um, I was like well pleased with that, and like one ten to like sixty five or whatever. Like using that technique. So because basically we need to think about if you're hitting full if you're hitting full extension and you're forget the fucking triple extension bollocks or whatever. If it doesn't make sense to people listening, but basically if you're pumping into that stuff what we want to do with that object we want to we want it to, to move vertically we want it to keep as so in the case of a stone because it's an odd object what we want to do is 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 if we apply that for, force vertically to it we, it should it should roll encourage it to roll up the body and it should incorrectly it should roll if you hit full full extension it should roll all the way up to the body up to so you have to get your neck out of the way and feel like a log clean that you're kind of underneath with two, with two hands. Um, and you can hit that. You, if you hit that point, it doesn't matter whether you've 
started at the hip, you started at the chest, started at the sternum, like you're ending in the same position. Does that make sense, Shane? Yeah, 100%. So the fact is that it might fuck with people's heads, like starting with the, the lower hip, like the trade-off is you get, you're in such a more, or the lighter guys um, and girls are, are in a more, more um, efficient position to produce force. And as long as you're hitting full extension and you get, you're going to get that stone up to the, basically where you receive a log clean position anyway. Yeah. So, but the trade-off is if you start with your hip, it's not going to fucking start rolling down because it's in the lowest position it can be. Yeah. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll also just kind of like make contact nicer. There's a larger area for you to contact the stone with. And because when, it, when it's on your chest, it's like just pressing right into like your sternum and your, your, your chest bone. And it's a bit too high. Whereas when it's down in your hip and your belly, you've got a lot more contact in the stone as well. Yeah. So for a for a lighter weight, like if, basically if you're lean in your in your torso or whatever, you can see your abs or whatever. Like for most people, like um, when it, when I first got into strongman, right, I won't say I won't, I won't say say who, it, say who gave me the cue or whatever because he might not know much better. But like a top level strongman gave me that cue and it fucking I've practiced it for ages and I just thought it was shit. But he said he was using you, you. You hear quite quite a lot of people say it or whatever. But he was giving me the cue of when you were lapping it, getting the getting the stone to my chin, like my chin to the stone, and it is just chin like yeah. what chin to the stone. That's a, yeah, yeah, like in the in the lap to basically obviously to encourage the the stone being high before you yeah. stand up. So you're saying chin to chin to the stone. Um. And it is like the worst cue that I've seen other people use it, but in my opinion, it is like the fucking worst. Really, I've never, I've never heard that one before. To be honest. Yeah, so it's like you understand what I'm, what, what I'm getting. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, but I've just you said you've heard it as well. So fucking hell. Yeah, I don't, I don't venture around many strongman gyms nowadays, do I? So I don't. Yeah, think... it was like it was a coaching session. I went with, with a few, few of my clients as well, and uh, and that was the, that was the thing was the chin, uh, chin to the stone or whatever, and. I, I I just disagree with it because just for most people, could you just trying to hold it in that kind of unrealistic position? That uh, just because they're a top level strongman, don't mean they're a top level coach. Yeah, is it the, the the same kind of principle as people who tell you to get your ass down and deadlifts, for instance? Um, and you see people who get into that squatty position on deadlifts, then the fucking hips get shot up into fishing rod city. Um, but it's the same kind of principle why it's just fucking shit. It's like unrealistic. It's putting you in a, in a position that's suboptimal to produce force. Um, yeah. Should we, should we wrap it up at there, Shane? Happy with that? Yeah. I think we've tried a lot of sheet because right. There's so much more to talk about on stone. Like we can talk about different techniques, one motion, like how, how your technique are different, low platform, high platform and stuff. But I think we can do, um, I think we do like a bite size episode on this and then we can come to a, we could, we can hopefully actually 
if we li- listen to this and uh, you try some of the stuff, like like messages, once you've given it a go, um, yeah, I like I really like it when people have like gone and given some a go, and then that's kind of stimulated more questions. Um, but I don't like it when people message me. I don't know if you get it, Shane, but people message me and and it's basically they just they they just ask, oh, what what do you think will happen if if I try that? Then do you think this will work for me? Like the answers are saying, go and go and give it a fucking go. Yeah, go, go try. <laughs> yeah. So someone someone messaged me the other day. I can't remember who it was, but it was, I can't remember what the title of the episode was. And it was I think it was the round back deadlifting thing. And then, um, and they messaged me saying, oh, so do, do you think that, um, do you, do you think that, that like round, round back deadlifting could be safe in some instances? And I was like, have you listened to the fucking podcast episode? And it's like, no. And I was like, go and fucking listen to it. And then like ask, uh, like I love love people engaging, and and um, and this kind of this podcast like stimulating discussion and stuff. Um, so so yeah, message me once once you've once you've listened, and um, and if you think if anybody thinks oh what a fucking load of shite of talk and it doesn't work for me, like message message me message us whatever and like we'll we'll look to cover it in a in a future episode. Like at the end of the day, like. The thing that I really like about this, like what me and Shane do, is like me and Shane talk on this and we're fucking, we don't have an ego in terms of, we don't, neither of us think that we fucking know everything. So every, like every week, like- Every I, week's a fucking school day for me, Josh. I'm always learning yeah. shit. I love learning, I love learning stuff. And then the next day I tell people it and they think, oh, you well clever you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know everything. <laughs> like, I only learned it yesterday. <laughs> Well, mate, like, honestly, it's when we do these kind of discussion things like this, and it's just me and you, like, I feel like I learn something every single fucking time off you. And I think you, I think you feel the same. It's class. Yeah, yeah. I just like talking about strongman, mate. Yeah, it's class, mate. Right, anyway, I'll, uh, are, you, are, you coming, are you coming tomorrow to train? No, mate, I'm not. I'm not. I can't, I can't pick anything up like that. Well, I can't. I think next week I'll be okay. I just had three hours with Ethan today. He absolutely, you know, oh, cause you, oh yeah, because you were in this morning, weren't you? Because he told me. Um, that's right, isn't it? You were in with Ethan, yeah. I had three hours with him, and uh, he's absolutely. Did he offer you a wanky wanky? No, he didn't, but I gave him a meal. Boy, looked like he could do some food, so I sent him on his way with a fucking pot of gold that I heated up for him. <laughs> yeah, I was with, I was with uh, Luke when. Um... Luke Davis, when when uh, Ethan was leaving, and he said, um, he said he warned he warned uh, Ethan to st- be careful of you jabbing him. Of me jabbing him? Yeah. 